This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The recent very unwelcome visit by the Hayes in the region was another unpleasant reminder that the issue of transboundary Hayes is far from resolved. Our Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change Minister, Nick Nazmi Nick Ahmad, reportedly said that the Hayes was caused by peat fires and open burning in several areas in the country, but also that the Hayes was happening in other ASEAN countries. So the ASEAN Agreement on Transboundary Hayes Pollution has been criticised for lacking enforcement mechanisms for dispute resolution, and many have called for stronger national and regional legal instruments to protect the rights of Malaysians affected by the haze, but there seems to be little to no updates about this. So today on the show, I'm catching up with Heng Kia Chun. He is the regional campaign strategist for Greenpeace Southeast Asia. We're going to discuss the fundamental root causes of the transboundary haze crisis, which must be addressed. He's also going to give us an update on the pioneering complaint filed at the Malaysian Human Rights Commission on Suhakam back in 2021, uh, which was the first to combine environmental environmental issues with human rights and that was done of course by a broad alliance of civil society organizations including Greenpeace. Welcome Heng, how are you today? Yeah, yeah. Hello everyone. Nice to have you back on the show, Heng. Uh, good to see you again. So yes, um, I think, you know, we all were like really upset when the haze came back. I mean, today, of course, it's clear blue skies again, but it was really quite bad, the haze, right? It was also like, you know, uh, not just here in Malaysia, right? But our neighbours were also feeling the fire across, uh, I think it was Laos, Thailand, Myanmar, isn't it? Yes. Okay, maybe I just give uh, a little bit uh, what is the cause behind the current haze phenomenon. Sure. Okay, um, most of the haze in Southeast Asia is caused by the peatland destructions and forest fire. And there are peat fire in Malaysia and outside Malaysia. For example, the recent uh, haze uh, in Malaysia also happened in Bajok in Kelantan and also Rombin in Bahang. So uh, there are also other uh, haze outside Malaysia. So transboundary haze is not just from Indonesia because last time like, lots of people just say like, uh, haze is from Indonesia, which is not correct because it's also from other Southeast Asian countries. For example, um, the reasons transboundary haze are directly related to the growth of monoculture agriculture in Thailand and in the neighboring country. Mm. And the land clearing for the plantations caused uh, peatland become dry and vulnerable to fire. When all these deforestations and drainings happen, the water table is lower, preventing further carbon intakes. Once the peatland is exposed to the air, the peat will start to decompose. When the dry out peats comes to the risk of the forest fire, it will create uh, more haste. And one more thing is that the return of the hot and dry weather by El Nino is making the haste situation even worse. Mm-hmm. So I think, and that's something that we need to to keep stressing, right? That it, there's this common misconception that the haze is a natural event, but it isn't, right? It's a man-made disaster, and it can be prevented, isn't it? Yes, correct. Because um, um, I, if you if we look at the news recently, the environment minister said that there are lots of measures being taken uh, to monitor the vulnerable fire, especially the uh, peatland. Mm-hmm. Because peatland, the original form of peatland uh, contains uh, the waters. But because of the, the drainage uh, for the plantations, and then a lot of the peatland become dry and easily uh, to get fire. Yeah. So a lot of people ask, like, and how do we solve it? And in our reports to, uh, we, we this release uh, many reports, we highlight a lot of the efforts. The top three efforts that we want to highlight is uh, the uh, these three. Uh, the first one is uh, restore peatland. The solution is uh, fire prevention, not just firefighting. If we were to solve the root cause of the forest fire in Southeast Asia, restore the peatland, reflect the peatland can solve the root cause. And there are many organizations are doing it right now and we need to do more. So stop peatland destructions and start restoring the peatland. Mm-hmm. And the second one, what company needs to do? 
many global brands and companies, they have a supply chain management policy that meets a uh, NDP commitment, also known as uh, no deforestations, no peat, no exploitations. That means that no, no implement new developments on peatland, encouraging uh, best practices on the existing land. And just however, not all the company follow to these uh, commitments. Uh. Yeah, for example, most of the uh, major uh, palm oil traders and some of the largest palm oil producers have adopted uh, NDP policy. And this NDP policy provides a great platform for the industry to repair and reform the, uh, uh, the damage for, to its reputations. However, the failure to implement this uh, NDP policy is doing much more uh, damage to the sector's reputations. Therefore, the company must stop uh, forest and uh, peatland clearance, start restoring the peatland, and demand the same to their supplier. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I want to highlight that is a uh, responsible company, trader, and global brand must take a stand. Last but not least is uh, what government need to do together. Government in Southeast Asian countries can work together to enact their own trans, uh, domestic transboundary haze pollution act. And the, the act was the first concrete step to uh, following the ASEAN agreements on transboundary haze pollution 2002, yeah. an agreement which was ratified in Kuala Lumpur with Malaysia as its uh, first signatory. But um, I, I remember also us saying, you know, that our our sort of national um, our national plan isn't there, right? It, they were severely lacking in that, and there hasn't been uh, many updates in that regard, has there? Um, I would say that this is more to the political will. Yeah. If we look at uh, history, I mean, the the few years back, um, Malaysia tabled its own transboundary haze pollution act in September two thousand nineteen. That's right. However, in August two thousand twenty, after the change of the uh, government. The new leadership announced its uh, decisions to abandon this act. So, right. citing the sovereignty concerns and a need for ASEAN's uh, regional uh, corporations. And from, from our side, like, actually, uh, diplomatic corporations among governments in Southeast Asia can coexist with law that hold domestic companies responsible for international misconduct that affect the regions. Mm. And for example, Malaysia would have been um, in, in Southeast Asia. Singapore has its own Transboundary Haze Pollution Act, That's right. and Malaysia can have uh, our own aversions, which means Malaysia would have been benefited by learning the lessons from the limitations of Singapore uh, Transboundary Haze Act um, to inform the formulations of a better Transboundary Haze Act for Malaysia. And last but the 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 message is clear: Malaysia shouldn't Malaysian's company shouldn't cause problem outside Malaysia, and we can develop a two pronged approach that combine policy and actions oriented accountability that will strengthen our government strategy to tackle the haze issue in the long run. Especially this transboundary haze happened for many, many years. And we believe that this will be a good step to ensure that Malaysian companies operate responsibly. And this would also help responsible companies to prove that they are clean and not involved in destroying uh, forest and cause uh, forest fire. Mm -hmm. And you know, as you as you mentioned, you know, Greenpeace and all these other organisations, you've been campaigning on this for a very very long time. Um, and we've had several changes of government, of course. But have there been any updates with this current government? Like, um, you know, uh, you I know that you guys had a, uh, you know, there was a recent uh, forum, isn't it, where the minister also attended? Uh, that that happened uh, during the Rainbow Warrior uh, exhibition as well, right? So uh, you had a clean air forum. You hosted that, and that was of course on transboundary haze air pollution. Um, talk, talk to me a little about, bit about that. You know, were there any developments or anything that was mentioned there regarding the issue of transboundary haze? Um, we have a meeting with, uh, with the Malaysian, I mean, the, the environment ministers, and 
we were told that um, the current ministry is still open to this uh, transboundary haze act because um, the government has been uh, using the diplomatic way to solve this uh, transboundary uh, haze pro pollution uh, problem for years. Yeah. And sometimes we were told that uh, sometimes it's also uh, ineffective. So the way the way forward is like, why don't give a try to this to have a domestic transboundary haze act? Mm -hmm. So the way to do it is like we can have our own versions of Transboundary Haze Act. So at the, and then we can use this uh, case study uh, to prove that Malaysian company uh, not to cause any problem outside the country. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you also remind us, um, you know, I mentioned it briefly uh, in the introduction, but can you remind us how the Chira Anti-Haze Action Coalition filed that official complaint with Suhakam seeking its intervention towards putting a stop to the haze problem, problem in the country? I mean, why did you take this route and what were you hoping to achieve? Uh, yeah, in 2021, uh, we together with a groups of the local NGOs such as Chera, Hukur, like Kami, etc., we asked the uh, Malaysian Human Rights Commissions to conduct a public inquiry to examine uh, existing Malaysia's uh, legislations, regulations, and rules of uh, the procedure, and to advise the recommends uh, and to recommend ways to strengthen the people's uh, human right to safe, clean, healthy, and sustainable environments, especially when the haze is uh, much more is more serious uh, mm -hmm. nowadays so we hope that the outcome of the uh, the uh, the meetings that enable the Suakam to make finding and recommendations based on the four issue the first one is the strengthening the recognitions of environmental right in Malaysia second is to strengthening Malaysia aid quality governance third one strengthening uh, governance of transboundary haze pollutions and number four is strengthening business and human rights uh, Malaysia and all these four uh, elements are very important if we were to fight for a clean air uh, Malaysia. So we hope that um, by this year, the Suakam can make a recommendations uh, by launch a report on this issue. Mm -hmm. Have there been, I mean, we do know that it's it's sort of like, I mean, I guess, you know, the question always is what do you hope to achieve by filing this complaint, right? Because uh, Suhakam is, you know, can only give sort of advisory things to do, right? They can't actually uh, enact uh, laws and such, right? So what was the, the hope for this? Um, we hope that um, Malaysian, uh, the Suakam can provide a Malaysian versions of the uh, the recommendations that uh, focus on the Malaysia's uh, the, the air quality governance, especially um, sometimes when NGOs like civil society organizations give recommendations, governments might think that, okay, this is the uh, recommendation by a developed country or Western organizations. We want to make sure that Air pollution are affecting everyone. So no matter what uh, what kind of fire or air pollution, it affects Malaysians as well. Mm -hmm. So um, we hope that um, these uh, problems, the, the governments can take it seriously, especially focus on the human rights perspective. Like forest fire, like deforestation is not just affecting the animal, like elephant, tiger, or orangutan. It's yeah. also affecting humans. So I just take uh, some of the finding in the... Uh, the human rights uh, reports in the Sohakam uh, from the, that we have found. Um, I just fo I focus, I don't talk about the health impact, but focus on the economic impact. Sure. Like according to the research done by the UPM, like haze pollution caused the loss of uh, productivity in business uh, sector. Like uh, it was uh, estimated that the potential loss from the employee calling in sick in Malaysia during 2019 haze episodes was uh, approximately um, 400k ringgit a day. So as the 2019 haze episodes last for almost four, four months, so the total estimated loss during that period was about 48 million ringgit. 
So mm. this figure is, however, conservative uh, because it does not include the economic losses due to the disruptions, for example, tourism, transportations during the same period, or the additional expenditure by the government in the effort to mitigate the for, uh, fire contributing to the haze. Yeah. And the second one, the haze pollution also increased the government spending on healthcare. A study by uh, Unity Kabansa Malaysia also found that there was about um, 220 incre uh, increment in government expenditure to treat haze-related illnesses between, 2000, uh, between 1997 and 2013. Uh, there is also an attendance cost of haze medications, uh, mitigations uh, measure uh, efforts such as the cloud seeding, which would not have had to be expanded, but for the haze pollution. Mm. And if you look at from, I would, I, I'm not talking about the uh, health perspective. I talk about economic impact. Yeah. So we want to tell the governments that policymakers that this is these are the economic uh, impact that we have uh, lost. I mean that could have been avoided if we have a, a cleaner air in Malaysia. Mm. So the governments should also take it seriously, especially. The step, the next uh, way forward is to enact a domestic transboundary haystack. And, you know, as you mentioned, you've only highlighted the um, and, uh, the economic sort of uh, losses and uh, fallouts, right? But of course, you know, there's health impacts and not just to uh, adults, you know, there's severe health impacts to children's health as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is, I think we, we can't finish the topic because this is, that, that's a lot. This okay. is only, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have that discussion another day. Okay, so I mean, it's very clear that we do need to formulate our own um, our own Malaysian Act, isn't it? And it, it will be a first concrete step, I guess, you know, towards, I mean, after following the ASEAN Agreement on Transboundary Haze Pollution. So that's something that we really, really need to do. Um, I mean, and you know, it, like you said, like, the problem with the haze also is that, you know, we only remember it when it comes and then, you know, then we sort of like, you know, most people or the public sort of remember it, right? But we want uh, we want people to know that this is a persistent problem. It's a man-made problem. It needs, uh, you know, we need to keep the pressure up. And, you know, in relation to that, I do know that Greenpeace, you are organizing uh, some events, right? Uh, there is the, there's an art activism exhibition happening called Haze Coming Soon uh, and some other, uh, some other events as well. Can you tell our listeners more? Yeah, um, thanks for introducing the events. Um, yeah, for information, uh, Greenpeace, uh, together with other uh, creative agencies, Studio Birthplace, uh, Splash and Burns, we are also organizing uh, like uh, arts uh, exhibitions to highlight that the haze problem in the regions. So these events will be on 5th to 14th of May 2023 at Rex KL in Kuala Lumpur, which is near Jalan Petaling. Mm -hmm. And during the events, there will be a lot of the uh, artists and also lots of the activists they will be will be there to showcase like what is the root cause of the uh, haze problem and how can we solve it together especially how to use the creative and arts uh um the activism to highlight the problem and work together for solutions Okay, so that's coming up. And, you know, just aside from the exhibition I was reading, and that's also curated by artist Anna Zakarevich, right? Uh, there will also be uh, installations. There's going to be a short film. Uh, Heng, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Oh, yeah. The short film that we have uh, shown is, uh, the, the name is uh, Hezila. It's like showcase <laughs> like, uh, um, it's like the haze is a giant, uh, it's a giant like Godzilla monster. Are, coming. Yeah, Godzilla is like affecting <laughs> Malaysia. So we want to tell people that uh, this Hezila uh, could have been avoided if we work it, we, we work it together and we will launch it uh, during that week. So for those who are free, uh, you guys are welcome. Like 5th to 14th of May, uh, join us. And the I mean, uh, the, the event is free. It's free. Uh, registration is free. 
just come and just drop by and just uh, enjoy the uh, art exhibitions. Okay, all right. And there's, like I mentioned, there's a lot of, uh, there's, you know, there's the exhibition, there's also an opening party. There's also a panel discussion on haze pollution and creative activism. I think that's happening on the 6th of May. So many, many different events. I think just head to the Greenpeace website for updates, right? Or follow you guys on social media. Yep. Okay. Registration is, uh, is not required, but encouraged, right? But you can walk in and register as well. Am I correct? Yes, correct. Okay, all right. Well, Hank, thank you so much, you know, for, for sharing that. I guess, you know, before I let you go, just a message to Malaysians, you know, about why they need to uh, prioritise uh, getting our government to to enact our own local act against transboundary haze and why we need to act on it now. Uh, any last message you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, in conclusion, uh, forest fire and haze pollutions are man-made disaster that could have been prevented. And what we can see right now is our... Uh, um, rich company got the benefit, whereas the poor people are suffering. So this is climate injustice. Stopping forest fire and demanding clean air is at the heart of uh, our international climate change agreement. That is also why we are campaigning against forest fire and haze pollution. Because if we do not stop forest fire, we cannot stop climate change. Clean air is a basic human right. We are calling everyone to join our campaign together to say, Dana Jerubu and clean air for all. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Heng, uh, for joining me today. Um, is there any petition or anything that you want uh, listeners to go and check out? Uh, I think we are also now collecting the haze petitions, which okay. means that those who sign petitions, they will receive our updates. What is our the latest uh, development of the haze campaign? Okay. Like what is our targets uh, from Transboundary haze, Ca- uh, haze Pollutions Act campaign to the uh, forest fires uh, work and also peatland restorations? Uh, we have all, all sorts of activity. And yeah, for the, for more information, you can go to our Greenpeace Malaysia social media for okay. more detail. Okay, all right. So there are definite ways that we can all participate. Uh, most of all, I mean, I think the simplest one that we can do is just head to the Greenpeace website, as you said, uh, and just search for Haze, Transboundary Haze. You know, all the all the links pop up there. Thank you so much, Heng, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Heng Kia Chun. He's a regional campaign strategist from Greenpeace Southeast Asia. We were talking about the Haze, which is here again and coming soon. Uh, and we do predict, right, that it's going to get worse uh, with El Nino happening this year and all of that, right? So we, we are in for some haze, aren't we, Heng? Yeah. Okay. It'll, so, be, it'll be serious if we don't take actions now. Okay. All right. So if you'd like to find out more, uh, just head to greenpeace.org or follow Greenpeace on social media. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash earth or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.